Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Right, it's uh, coming up to uh, 11.45 and it's uh, time to talk to uh, Andy Thompson as we do on a Wednesday because um, his uh, Rural Roundup show is on today. It's also on, on uh, Fridays as well. So uh, Andy, one of the talking points um, is a lot of people look at McDonald's and go, mm, well, um, a lot of industries in New Zealand say McDonald's, thank God for them. Uh, exactly, and I, and I know we tend to give uh, some of these big uh, multinationals a bit of a hard time and give them a hard time about the food quality, whatever, whatever. Simple fact is, though, McDonald's um, have spent a record close to $600 million this year on New Zealand milk, cheese and other primary ingredients. Um, and it's not just a uh, product they use here uh, in New Zealand. They actually um, send it around the world. They send it to um, Australia, Pacific Islands, Asia, United States. They used um, 900,000 kilograms of lettuces and 12 million kilograms of potatoes in the local restaurants uh, around the country. So they are a big, big buyer of our, um, of our products, of our primary industries here in New Zealand. Old McDonald's, eh? Well, yeah, absolutely. Go McDonald's and uh, let's support them in that regard because they're oh, going back... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I must confess we do as well, and it makes it so much damned easier with those uh, deliveries as well. And, and oh, yes. speaking of deliveries, you need, vehicle, you need vehicles, Andy, uh, for deliveries, and Toyota New Zealand has announced that it will be launching a hybrid version of the top-selling Hilux Ute early next year. Yeah, mate. Finally, um, a lot of a lot of moaning from the rural sector and tradies about um, the the tax on on utes, uh, and said, look, there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, and and it has been fair enough up until this point. But um, from the early part of next year, Toyota are bringing out not a full electric ute. Which is probably a good thing, Smithy, because I think the towing capacity of, of electric vehicles is pretty limited, right? And once you start to carry a bit of weight, you have problems. This is a hybrid, so it's a mild hybrid diesel. Uh, and the issue about it, though, I guess, is uh, at least it's it's neutral on the um, on the. So you're not going to get a credit, but you're not going to pay you're not going to pay that Ute tax. Um, but it only saves about ten percent of your fuel bill. But hey, that's still ten percent. Um, a lot of other hybrid vehicles save up to forty to fifty percent of the fuel bill. But it's a start and I think we're going to see more and more of this. I always thought that the hybrid option was a far better option for utes as opposed to a full electric quite frankly but yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see I guess and see how people like it. Bloody expensive utes. Uh, not that I need one because I only really carry my golf clubs and I've, I've really got to put them in the boot but uh, they are they're pretty expensive vehicles aren't they? I mean some of them up to Ooh, yeah. 70, 80 grand. Oh, if you want to buy one of the Ford Raptors, you know, they're up to 80 or 90,000. The uh, V-dubs are, are up there as well, the Amarok's. Uh, I think you're going to spend, like, uh, the Chinese versions, you can get them around about 50k. Um, the Toyotas and the and the Hiluxes um, and the and the Fords, they're up around the 70, 75 mark, I think. Getting, they're getting up there, 65, 75. But, yeah, they're all pretty much all over 50k for a ute. But they're, they're like cars now. I mean, the technology in them is um, is pretty full on. I got a. I saw a headline too on the rural aspect of uh, stuff as well, which made me scratch my head a wee bit about um, wheat uh, um, and the fact that it, we can't either supply it or it's too expensive. What's the go there? 
Yeah, we're talking milling wheat here, Smithy. So this is milling wheat from the South Island used to make bread, right? So you've got to make bread. What they're finding is it's actually cheaper, and this sounds crazy, it's cheaper to import milling wheat from Australia than it is to um, import milling wheat from the South Island and move it up to the North Island. The reason for that is quite simple. I don't know about you, but I did fifth form economics. It was my favourite subject. And uh, uh, basically what they're talking about is the cost of um, uh, the cost of actually of supply. So in Australia, you can bring in milling wheat over about 30,000 tonnes in a, in a ship. Um, the maximum we can do across the strait in New Zealand is only um, is only 1,000 tonnes at a time for some reason. Now, don't ask me why, but it's the economies of scale. Basically, it's cheaper to bring it over in bulk and, and get it delivered because I suppose the cost of the wheat is probably the same. It's actually the cost of transport that is the it is a big cost. So, yeah, um, we we've we have let um, coastal shipping downgrade over the past fifty years, basically to the extent where it's almost non-existent. Why we don't have um, bulk containers moving out of, um, well, I suppose, you know, moving out of Timaru or out of Littleton into the North Island, because that's where the majority of the milling wheat is produced down in down in South Canterbury there, and some down in Southland. Uh, but yeah, it's cheaper to bring it into the North Island from Australia. Um, unfortunately, it's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Now, I hear tell you're talking to a very interesting man who's a very successful fencer, but to be honest, um, he's out of Hawke's Bay and I'm surprised he's got time to talk to you. Well, he actually could only talk to me in the smoko break, mate, to be honest, so it's the only time I could get him. Uh, yeah, Tony Bowskill, he is the champion fencer, so he won the title for the fifth time, actually, at field days recently. Uh, he is the winner of the Golden Pliers, um, part of the Wiremark Singles Championship Trophy, based out of um, based out of the Hawke's Bay. He said the name of the place, but honestly, I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, and, and you would assume that he's got, well, when I was talking to him earlier, um, he's got about several lifetimes of work ahead of him, and now he's fixing fences that he's already rebuilt already once this year so it's a bit of a you know a bit of a shambles but hey um an incredible guy i think he's been world champion as well uh 2019 so i'm going to chat to tony about that i've seen these guys operate smithy their fencing skills are second to none it's just incredible mm. um how quickly and how skilled these guys are and uh, yeah they do it in a competition Right, uh, Andy Thompson uh, with a very busy show this afternoon, folks, on uh, all frequencies outside of uh, Auckland and Wellington. So uh, that covers uh, all, of course, the rural areas. So uh, tune in there for your information. Um, and Andy, uh, have a terrific show, and uh, we'll let you go and prepare for it. Eh? Thanks, mate. And I'm looking forward to the cricket tonight.